Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. True privilege to bring in the legendary play-by-play voice of Ole Miss football basketball, Ole Miss able to beat Troy, now 11-0, and the best start in 16 years for Ole Miss basketball after they won last night. We welcome in David Kellum. David, welcome. It's great to have you with us. Steve, thank you very much. I love the legendary. That just means you've been doing this a long time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it also is a level of respect, my friend, a level of thank respect. Thank you, my friend. Thank you much. Uh, let's uh, start with this. They, you know, I know recruiting plays into why guys get contract extensions, but Lane Kiffin did just sign a contract extension with Ole Miss. What kind of energy and juice has he pumped into the program as a head coach? Well, a lot. I mean, he really has. He's done a phenomenal job. Uh, kind of survived some staff changes last year, brought in uh, a new staff and uh, in several spots and is, is really hired well. They've recruited well. He's, he's got a tremendous offensive mind and really, really does get it. And he's, he's really engaged the fan base. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's a good relationship right now for sure, but it, that's usually based on success. And he's been very successful since he's arrived at Ole Miss. No question. And part of that has been the use of the transfer portal. Uh, I've got 21 yeah. of your top 25 guys on defense being transfers, and obviously the top three quarterbacks are. What has that meant to at least steady the program so then he can then recruit the three- to five-year players? Yeah, I think the the main thing was that he embraced that immediately. I know the, the, you heard coaches when the portal thing first came out the, would say, oh, I don't know if we're going to do that, you know, and Lane embraced that immediately. He had a little bit of a pro background, obviously, and so – uh, he determined that, you know, that's the rules. That's the way they want us to play the game. We're going to play it to the best of our ability. And so he's done a, a super job uh, in the portal world and, and gotten, a, yeah, like you said, I mean, you go across the, the board, there are a lot of key players on this football team that came in via the portal and several of them uh, that will be with us in the future, future too. But I think that embracing it early, having a, a plan of attack, uh, our collective that we put together uh, has been very, very aggressive, done a nice job. You know, we're not the biggest uh, fan base in the world, but we have responded as far as the NIL piece goes. And so I think that he's he's really got everybody pulling in the right direction. Yeah, but you have a passionate fan base. I love the passion of the Ole Miss yeah. fan base whenever I've been around him. Tremendous. Uh, I've got to ask you, before I get to Jackson Dart, outside of Jackson Dart, when Jack Ham and I looked at the tape, the first thing that struck both of us was the play of your tight end, Caden Priestcorn, and what he means to all elements of your offense. Are we spot on there, or are we missing something? No, you're 100% right. In fact, he was hurt coming out of camp. Actually had a good camp, got hurt uh, right before we started the season. We were missing him in a, in a big way early. And when he was inserted into the, the lineup on a regular basis, he's just been fantastic. He's a good blocker, got great hands. I mean, he's a pro prototype tight end and he has made a huge difference uh for us and and brings good leadership uh, to the table too and he's a portal kid from memphis he played at university of memphis did a wonderful job there before coming to us but yeah he does kind of jump out on the on the tape because he just does so many positives for for us and uh 
the, the cool thing about him is he's he's an older player. He's married, got a little one, you know. So he's he's uh, very mature on top of mm-hmm. everything else. So he brings he brings a really nice leadership piece to the team. No question. Now let's get to Jackson Dart. Uh, finally, uh, we'll finally get to him. Transfer out of USC. He's been now at Ole Miss a couple of years. What have you seen and liked in his development with Lane Kiffin? Uh, the, the main thing is, uh, you know, he's had three straight years where he's had to compete for his job, which is kind of wild because he's a phenomenal quarterback. He had to do that at USC uh, also the first two years here, and he came out of camp uh, having won the job. Uh, you know, we got Sanders from Oklahoma State that came in here too, and it was a heck of a competition before we started the season. But he won it, got in there. And I think the main thing that, that he's done, Lane has got him uh, really – Better in the turnover world, reduced his interceptions dramatically. Uh, he can run on you. He's one of those guys that you look at him and you say, well, he's not going to run. Well, he runs a lot. I mean, he really does. That's part of the offense, too. Uh, I think he's gotten to the point where he throws the deep ball uh, better as well. But he's really solid quarterback and make all the throws and now really gets the offense. Also can move. I mean, that's the other element too. You watch when you know, he can run with the football. I mean, it's not you're not going to sit there and he's not going to run the ball ten, twelve times in a game. But what does it does his movement mean to keep drives alive? Uh, I think it's huge. And you know, a lot of times, and nothing against the quarterback world, running backs can cut and see things a little bit better sometimes because that's their job. Yeah. But he's, he runs like a running back. I mean, he really does. He sees the field really well. Uh, the thing that drives us crazy sometimes is he won't slide enough. He, he's one of those yeah. lower shoulder and run over you type guys. So he is really, uh, you know, when he does run, he runs with a running back mentality. But it, but it makes the defense really have to be honest with him. Uh, and, and then there's a lot of times he'll pull up close to the line and dump the ball off as part of this part of this offense but yeah he's he's definitely a weapon in the running game yeah but that's good jack jack and i say that all the time about drew aller like you know slide <laughs> it's it's okay right. Right. And, he, and, and drew drew was telling me he said well i kind of do it like a sideways that way you know he says that way they mark it where you go down I'm like okay all right. yeah okay. i saw drew in fact at one of your games i've been watching several games and I saw him do exactly that he kind of ran up he said I think I'm going to slide I don't know if I want to slide it then he slid sort of sideways and then, but hey he's pretty smart that really puts the, the ref in a tough bind was he sliding yeah. or not <laughs> yeah exactly exactly right hey, one element that was a problem for you in the Mississippi State game in the Egg Bowl game was that they had some guys banged up in the offensive line uh, right. how important has that offensive line been and how are they right now we had to move some people around for sure. Uh, they did a really nice job in that game. I think that we yeah. got to the point where it looked like our defense was going to hold them, and so we really turned that into a running game on our offense, uh, which kept the score down uh, a good bit. But Jaden Williams is the one that we were missing primarily. Hopefully he'll be back. I know he's been in practice some, and we'll see if he can come back and, and be effective, and we can move the pieces back to where they belong. Micah Pettis, who got hurt the right tackle is still going to be out i mean he's had surgery and and so we we could still be down a couple of tackles uh, in the game which is definitely no fun but we've got pretty good depth there and uh we'll see if Jaden can play all right so now let's get to the you mentioned the running game well i tell you Judkins is really good and the backup yeah. is really good. I mean, what have they meant to good because everyone thinks that lane is pass 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 all the time he loves the running game Loves the running game. Yeah, so what have these guys meant? That, 
Yeah, that's a good point, Steve, because people think of Lane as, you know, pass-happy, uh, you know, air raidish type offense, and that's not the case at all. If he right. can run on you, he will run on you, and, and pretty much takes it game from game. But he's always had in his offense really good running backs, and so Judkins is fantastic. He's, he's one of those kids that uh, just a – uh, a rare talent and Bentley's got breakaway speed and the two of them complement each other really really well but he likes Lane likes to run and uh, doesn't mean he won't throw it a hundred times too but uh, but he really does a good job of, of trying to stay as balanced as possible we've been in the top three in the SEC in rushing since he's been here yeah and the three wideouts are separated what by five catches between the three of them like 47 to 52 or 53 or some number like that. What does each bring to the table that makes them inviting targets for Jackson? Well, we're one of two teams in the country that's got three receivers with 700 yards or more each. And Trey Harris is kind of the taller kid, came in from Louisiana Tech. Uh, Really good good hands for all of them, primarily. They run really nice routes. But Trey was a, a really good get for us if you will he's a great example of being best player on a, a team that maybe is not in some of our bigger leagues like we play in that mm-hmm. wanted to try uh, you know a better opportunity so he came to Ole Miss and he's flourished really really nicely and then Dayton Wade um, smaller receiver got great hands he's made some acrobatic catches and then uh, Walton too has been fantastic as as well Western Kentucky and Louisville transfers and so all three of those are portal guys that have been uh, really effective. But I think the main thing is great hands. They run really good routes, and they have flourished in uh, Lane's offense. Three-three-five on defense, uh, David, which brings with it multiple looks. But you know, what have they liked about the defense, and also the fact that they like going with with a three-three-five? Well, and Pete has adjusted that occasionally in different games. I think that's the base where he likes to start. But he has run a lot of five front two, different things, depending on who the opponent is. But you're right, that's that's pretty much his base. I think the main thing is the depth in the defensive uh, front. We have had years where we've really struggled with depth and you're trying to get through the season and keeping everybody healthy on that defensive front. But we're running eight or nine in that front, and we're staying fresh at the end. And all, all, pretty much every kid that plays there, talked to J.J. Pegues about it here just recently, that uh, they're fresh at the end of the game because they're, there's a really good rotation there, and it's a quality rotation. So I think that's the main thing, uh, you know, as far as the defense goes. Really talented defensive backfield. Uh, linebackers are solid as well. So we've got some, we, we've got some depth issues here and there, and I know they're trying to fix that in the recruiting piece. Pete wants us to get better, obviously, on the defensive side, but I think the rotation on the defensive front is what's helped us this year for sure. Yeah, I've got a lot of defensive linemen on my chart because I just I, I see the rotation on tape. Secondary-wise, I really like Saunders in Washington. Uh, yeah. What's your thought on each one of those two guys? They're interchangeable, uh, can play safety or corner. And of course, they kind of settled into their spots this time of year. But coming out of camp, there was, you know, a lot of question mark about who's going to be corner, who's going to be safety. DeAndre Prince is an outstanding corner as well. Juco transfer that's done a real good job, but, uh, run, run the ball well. They're bigger. Uh, we 
kind of had some small corners and safeties in the past, and they're taller and and all, and uh, they've done a, a pretty good job. And it, you know how it is, Steve. It's all about that defensive front. If they get a little yeah. pressure, get some heat, and you look at your guys' numbers with all the sacks and all, it makes such a huge difference when you're putting all that pressure on a quarterback, and we've been able to do that a little bit too. Yeah, we mentioned earlier your great fan base, and they really are. I love the passion of the Ole Miss fan base. You can tell how much they mean in the state. What does this particular game, the fact of New Year's Six game, now it's not the first New Year's Six game that Lane's coached them to, but what does this game right. mean to that fan base? Well, I think two things. One, to play Penn State in general. I mean, it's a big-name school. Uh, you think about the history of, of what Penn State's been able to do through the years. I mean, that's, that's incredible as well. Uh, and so I think our fans are excited to, to be able to play Penn State just in general. And the flip side is we've never won 11 games in this program uh, in any year. And so trying to get to 11th win, and, uh, and you're right, our fan base really pushes our players. And so I'm sure they're reading and hearing all that stuff. But the opportunity to play a Penn State in a bowl. I mean, you know, next year this could be this could be a playoff game where we're trying to advance. You know, um, and and so it's it's kind of unique, I think, in those two categories. Yeah, and the, in, if the twelve team playoff were this year, both schools would have made the twelve team playoff. Now you'd be getting ready for a rematch with Georgia, and Penn State would be getting ready for a rematch with Ohio State. But that—that's a different right, story. Right. Different that's, a, that's the thing that's so similar about the two programs, too. So we lost lost to Georgia and Bama, you know, on the road. Penn State lost to their top two in the league. But uh, I bet you that both would like another shot at some of those teams. Yes. So maybe maybe next year when we get in the playoffs, we'll have that that uh, solved. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do have to ask you about those two games. You played both of them tough, right? What in the end was the difference in each one of those games in your view, David? I think with Alabama playing on the road, uh, Bill Rowe had his best game to that yeah. point. The quarterback played really well. It was a tight game, low-scoring game, and we did hang in there deeper in that game. But we were banged up, had a, some injuries here and there. But playing in Tuscaloosa is very, very difficult and uh, just couldn't get it done. The Georgia game was tight early, and then they just really turned it on and played so well the rest of the game. I talked to some of Georgia's people I've been friends with for years, and almost to a person, they told me that this was the best game Georgia had played. And uh, one one person I have a lot of respect for told me that uh, this is Georgia's team really cared about this game. I said, well, don't care about it. Leave us alone. You know, But they really did <laughs> play their best game of the year. And I know that's coach speak and sounds that way, but they were so impressive, and we just couldn't uh, keep up with them at, at Athens. But playing on the road, two very difficult places, and uh, we let the Georgia game get away, but we hung in there pretty good with Alabama. I have to ask you, what do you think about the expansion with Texas and Oklahoma coming in beginning next season? Why are we doing that? That's my question. (laughs) (laughs) This league league is already crazy. I mean, the Big Ten has USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon. Like I said to somebody, said everybody's job just got tougher. I know it's crazy. It's going to make for some fun, fun competition. Fan bases are going to love it. Uh, I think that you know we have played Texas and Oklahoma a little bit because we kind of lean toward that side of the of the conference, if you will, in non-conference uh, matchups and football, and also in uh, baseball and basketball a little bit too. So it's not totally new to our particular program, but 
uh, I mean, you know, there are two, two great programs, uh, tons of uh, success in multiple sports, and their fan bases are very, very passionate as well. Texas, we played them a non-conference home and away. They came to the Grove and basically took it over. There were so many Texas people here. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and then that was their first time to come. And then we went there the next year. They beat us badly here. We beat them badly there. So uh, we have that in our background, not too many too many years ago but i think it's going to be fun and interesting to see how it goes we're going to play eight games this upcoming year but probably go to nine uh before it's over with and it'll give it'll give uh the conference even more uh you know i would think recognition nationally as well uh, last question. This will actually be about Ole Miss basketball because the last time I did a Penn State Ole Miss game was at the Barclays Center, and Dermot Davis was the right. head coach at the time, and Ole Miss had a tremendous comeback. You won the game. Chris Beard's now the head coach. Off to a great start, best start in 16 years. What kind of difference has he made in the program in Oxford? I, I think a lot of focus, you know, and that's coach speak too. But he's done a really nice job of, 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 of making the kids that are the returning kids, especially, realize, hey, you can be successful. We can win here. We're going to win here. He's engaged the fan base, and uh, we've been fortunate in some games. Now, as you go back and look, we've won some some tight ones. You look across the country, and a lot of the differences in the records are those that you know didn't get it done in the last two or three possessions. But Ole Miss has been pretty consistent at the end. But we've got Matt Morell, who's a fantastic player uh also duke transfer and jamin brakefield has been here a couple of years and so you kind of work around those two and then and chris went out and did some good stuff in the portal uh as well and he's just a great coach he's all about ball very focused coach but i think it, out of the gate he's really convinced the fans to get behind the program and usually have to prove yourself before they'll do that but uh he's he's Got him engaged early, and now he is also winning. So we've got we've got some uh, pretty pretty excited fans about basketball right now. Five and zero in games decided by three points or less. Just in case anybody's right. <laughs> right, David, absolute pleasure uh, as always. And I know when I've seen you, I've said this to you personally, but congratulations on what is continues to be a great career and what you mean to Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball as well, and what you mean to the fan base there. Uh, I know down there you are universally uh, beloved, and we appreciate the time you gave us today, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you again down in Atlanta. Steve, thanks so much, and back to you. Appreciate your work and all, and looking forward to seeing you in the Peach Bowl, and uh, I'm sure there will be tons of Penn State and Ole Miss people ready to get after each other. should be fun. Sounds great. Have a great holiday, and look forward to seeing you. Same to you. Merry Christmas. David Kellum, the legendary play-by-play voice of Ole Miss football, basketball, and baseball. He's been at that job for more than 40 seasons. Special one, no question.